0: Hey guys, welcome back to Code Life Cymru podcast. This is July's episode and if you've been listening to our previous episodes, you'll know that we are trying to build this spiritual kit bag for all of us guys out there so that we have the right tools at hand to live well for God, to be godly men in, a, in this generation and actually to make a difference. Not just to make a difference in the lives of everyone around us, but also ultimately to make a difference in our own lives too. This month, we're talking about prayer. Prayer is a really um, funny one in in lots of ways because uh, we uh, we all believe in it. We all love the fact that we can talk to the sovereign God of the universe. Um, But I don't know whether we all entirely understand it. And so we're just going to try and pick this apart and see... Uh, where we go with it. Before I go any further, can I just share with you a quote from an an amazing guy, C.S. Lewis. I love C.S. Lewis. And he said this about prayer. I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. It doesn't change God. It changes me. And I guess that sets us up really well, to talk about what part prayer plays in our lives, or what part it should play in our lives. I am here with my great mate and host, John Butler. I'm not welcoming him as a guest, as uh, he said last month. <laughs> he is the co-host of this podcast, and
1: John, it is great to be with you again. Team Ah, Tiyaun, dioch. Ah, nah. Dian, hefy diolch. Uh, yeah, very good today, thank you. The sun is shining as it always is in Aberystwyth when it's shining. Um, yeah, Aberystwyth. Yeah, yeah, Aberystwyth. Hi, uh, The sun is smiling. I suppose is the uh, correct Welsh idiom. Ooh, yeah, get you. Yes, I love it. Yeah, no, it's good. I am good, thank you. Ati. Sweet.
0: yeah, yeah uh, Diane Heved. Uh, uh, Bendig. The, the sun is shining here um, as you uh, as you know from our previous conversations. where I record this podcast, I look out of my window I'm looking across the mighty ocean and I get to see Anna uh, Anglesey, Anglesey, and and uh, Puffin Island they're bathed in sunshine today so uh, and on top of that, this morning. I have actually been for a swim in the sea. So uh, before we even got started, I have had a little paddle in the great, great sea. Very, um,
1: yeah, I was going to say, well, yeah, no, very, very impressed there, John. I hope you've got some sort (laughs) of insulated wetsuit or dry suit number that you wear, because I imagine it's quite chilly. Oh, I tell you what, right? Actually, I almost
0: and and I've got to be honest with you. I almost went in in just my uh, my trunks today. I, it was that sentence. It was ended beautiful in my
1: trunks, rather than I almost went in <laughs> in something or, or else or, or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I did. I went, I went for. A, I'm not confident <laughs> enough. <well. laughs> I did go for a little paddle <laughs> on Friday. I got to. I got to admit, but um, only up to my knees. It was too cold. I don't have a wetsuit or a dry suit oh. or anything else suit. So.
0: So, so here's the thing, right? A lot of what we're talking about over these, these months yeah, is loosely spiritual disciplines, yes. yeah? Um, so one of the disciplines that I have started in order that I will make the most of my swimming in the sea is I have cold showers in the morning. Well, not
1: cold showers, but tepid showers in the morning. It's a lovely way to start the day. And a way potentially to save money. I don't know, save the environment, reduce your carbon <laughs> footprint, and um, and your cost of living. <laughs> cost of living, right? It's, you can see right through me. I got can't a watering you? can in the in the garden that fills up with rain, and then when it's full, I go out and have a shower. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm, Problems, uh, man. I'm a true wealth. Yeah, blood. yeah, yeah. Won't go anywhere near
1: my water. Leave, <laughs> Leave the watering can in the sun. It'll, the sun will heat the water up for you.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In, indeed indeed so uh, while we're talking about uh, my morning habits um for want of a better phrase um uh, obviously uh, as you know i when i go swimming on a uh, a morning uh, it's with my good mate from and chris arkell and uh, a few weeks ago we were having a conversation we were actually talking about uh, networking con- connecting with other ministry and church leaders and building stuff and and all of that we're talking about networking and uh what's the best way of doing this in essence and the whilst we were talking about it we got to the point where we both agreed this is all about relationship actually right you can't just drop somebody an email and uh ask them to get involved with you uh you know in ministry can we do stuff together can we build something together if you haven't taken the time to build a relationship in the first place and actually there's part of us that shouldn't shouldn't be just going to people to get should we that's that's not the right way to to do stuff and while we've been thinking about this podcast which is all about prayer it's been made me mindful actually of that conversation that we wouldn't go up to somebody else and just say right we believe the same things we let's do something together without first investing in a relationship do you think there's a danger that we do that with god that we just go to him to get and we kind of forget that maybe prayer is
1: more about relationship wow that is a that is a great question um i i think yes and no possibly (laughs) i think i think i think you're right i think there possibly is a a danger or it's very easy to slip into a habit or slip out of a habit um of yeah that kind of uh, i'm praying because i need something i'm praying because i want something i'm praying because of what i can get out of this um but at the same time we've got verses in the bible haven't we um that encourage us um or you know invite us i suppose to boldly come before the throne because of what jesus has done there is no sort of and i guess because the some of the effort that is required to come into god's presence has been dealt with on our behalf it's probably quite easy to take that for granted i wonder Mm. like i was thinking about this uh, not necessarily in prayer but I'll, i'll bring it back to prayer it's like because of the accessibility and the availability that we have of, of the Bible now, both in printed forms, devices, internet, etc. Because we could read our Bibles anywhere, anytime, is it possibly a case of we read our Bibles nowhere and no time? Do, do you know what I mean? And so, again, with prayer, mm. is it because it's, it's so available, so accessible, because it's, in theory, to begin that conversation is so easy, do we just sort of do it without really thinking sometimes or are we just doing it for what we get out of it i I guess yeah just a thought really
0: yeah and i guess um we could go back to a conversation you and i had um a few days ago on the telephone when um i actually confessed you didn't i that i felt like i needed god as as dad right now not as my line manager um, and, and and to put that into context, I think when you work for a Christian organization, ministry, whatever that is, or you lead a church, what, whatever you do, you can sometimes end up going to God because yeah. you do stuff. You do stuff for him or you do stuff for others and you forget that there's that intimate relationship that's that's on offer it's never not on offer to us it, he's never not going to be our father and um and I guess what I I, I guess what I'm trying to tease out here and as much it's as much for me as it is for anyone else who's listening do do we spend enough time when we are praying uh, in in essence having a conversation like we might have with our physical dads yeah you know I I don't always go to my dad because of what I can get from him. I go to him because he's my Mm. dad. And and I guess that's... I I wonder whether we do that enough, is is what I'm asking with God.
1: Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because also part of it isn't necessarily in communication, conversation, relationships about what we can get out of it, but what we can give to it, what we can bring. Mm -hmm. And actually, whilst prayer isn't so much about what we can bring to God. Part of it is, you know, I would say a key component of prayer isn't just asking for the things that we need or, or would like God to do or would like God to move in, whether that's personal or on behalf of someone else, if we're talking about different types of prayer. But perhaps a key part of prayer is that kind of praise as well. It's like giving God mm. the glory, giving God our thanks, giving God our gratitude. Um, I think that's a key part of prayer as well. Um, which I know you wouldn't necessarily say all the time to your earthly father or perhaps a, another sort of um, uh, earthly relationship. But I think we would still show gratitude and acknowledge gratitude, wouldn't we, to to our friends, uh, to our loved ones. And so why wouldn't we do that to God quite regularly as well?
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I think – so it kind of leads on to something else, um, which I think is really, a really interesting conversation, yeah. Um, is it possible to have Dallas Willard, um, and any of you who don't know who Dallas Willard is, he's, he's a, um, a Christian author, or should I say he was a Christian author? Um, I hope I haven't killed him off. I do believe he's gone to be with, but I'm going to stop that part of the conversation right now (laughs) because, but Dallas Willard once, um, wrote about conversational intimacy with God. Okay. Um, And um, so can I ask you, John, to describe why you pray and how much you feel conversational intimacy is available for us with God?
1: Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, Just to confirm, you are correct. Dallas Willard is now with the Lord. So, yes.
0: Phew. Thank goodness for that. Um...
1: Well, Well, no, it's good for him. Like tougher is yeah, family, but it's good for, good for him. Um, uh, conversational intimacy, yeah. I I think, I, I guess, like with anything, it probably goes through. In terms of my personal prayer life, goes through phases and seasons. There are moments where I'm like, <laughs> on top of the mountain, me and God are, are tight. We're we're talking regularly, or I'm talking regularly, trying to listen regularly. Do you know what I mean? And there are other times when mm. you kind of realize, ah, oh, things. Doesn't, well, a bit like you were just saying doesn't necessarily feel as close or as intimate and then you realize if you think back and check yourself maybe that's because I haven't been as present I haven't been as available um, or I haven't prioritized prayer as much as I should have and could have and I don't think it's about beating ourselves up and I think those moments when the Holy Spirit sort of nudges us to remind us of that isn't to make us feel guilty but I think actually it's to maybe kick-start the conversation again and, and bring us back into to, like communicating with God Um, And like with any relationship, for conversational intimacy with God, it takes a bit of time, a bit of commitment. Um, I don't think we can expect to come to God once every few weeks and have the same level of intimacy that we had if we spent time praying and bringing him into our everyday, every day. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you've got to regularly... Oh, there's a there's a quote I can't remember who who it was now, but um, it's kind of like not praying little and often, but like praying short, sharp prayers as often as as possible, rather than necessarily focusing yeah. on those big, long, drawn out, massive chunks of prayer time, like bringing God into the everyday moments as much as possible. Um, yeah, and Jesus himself said it, didn't he? Don't come to God like babbling on with all these big words, like. Tell God what's on your heart, like just, just, yeah. just talk to Him, like, because He's interested. He knows anyway, but He wants to hear from us, doesn't He? Um, and sometimes in sharing our our thoughts and where we're at with God, that's kind of what helps to begin to provide His peace, perhaps, or even sometimes His presence and His solutions to the things that we're carrying or we're bringing to Him. Yeah.
0: I I think the word intimacy implies doesn't it it's all the little things it's all of that it's and, and it's that constant flow isn't it of i will bring everything um to god yeah. in prayer i want to share a couple of things because i think this is this is really helpful so i i've read a book years ago i've uh, just just as you were talking now gone and picked it off my shelf again Book by John Eldridge called Walking with God. It's where basically where he opens up his journal of what it looks like for him to walk yep. with God over the course of an entire year. Okay. And um, there's a story where he tells tells about a family tradition where every Thanksgiving they go off to uh, to a bit of land that they own where they can uh, they can choose their Christmas tree if you like, yep. and then they chop it down, they bring it back, and nice. it's all very It's all very nice and sweet. They have hot chocolate while they're doing it and stuff like that. So it's lovely. It's a family moment. It's a celebration and all of that. And they decided they were going to do it on this particular weekend. And it turned into a massive ordeal in the end. It started to snow. Uh, They didn't have the right tyres on their car in order to cope with that. So they ended up with two flat tyres. They were stuck on the side of the road. It all basically went horribly wrong. And then he says this. And now here is my confession. We weren't supposed to go. We prayed about the weekend, asking God when would be a good time to head out. This was the day after Thanksgiving. And both Stacy and I sensed God saying we were to go up the following day. But it didn't make sense to us. We were tired and the boys wanted to see their friends. There were all sorts of reasons not to go. But more so, there was that lingering unbelief that often passes for weariness. That thing in us that sort of whines. Really? Do we have to go now, God? So we ignored his counsel and went the following weekend. That's Mm. really interesting, isn't it? That actually, is it possible to have that kind of intimacy with God that he really speaks into no don't go up and chop a tree down this weekend you need to do it or or, no don't go up next weekend you need to do it this weekend Mm. that's a really interesting question to pose isn't it because I'm not sure how many of us have that kind of experience where we kind of pray and we literally feel that conversation's happening, yeah, in a similar way, it might be happening with a person sat stood in front of us, does that make sense yeah no
1: it it does, and I guess sometimes, possibly in those moments, if they do happen, we're not as necessarily quick to recognize it as perhaps the hindsight measure, so the the journaling and looking back and actually that's that's a really good point um sticking with the topic of prayer and conversational intimacy in in a way, I remember um years ago when my wife and I were living down in England and we were running the small groups ministry in our church then and we basically gave out prayer journals to all of the small group leaders so that in their in their weekly bible studies house groups whatever you want to call them life groups that they could keep a record of people's prayer requests the things they were praying for and then each week or every month or so look back over what they've been praying for and see where and how God had answered those prayers and it's often it's hind, hindsight is really helpful when we're looking back over our prayer and I think it's a huge encouragement to us that that prayer works that prayer makes a difference and that God has answered prayers God has revealed direction he's revealed guidance to us um, not necessarily in the specifics of John Eldred's example there but but unless you remember what you're praying for or, or keep a record of it um, you might miss some of the answers you 're getting, and so I guess maybe that 's a that 's a you know that 's a suggestion to some of us listening some of you guys listening um maybe just make a note of some of the stuff you you 're praying to God yeah, for yeah. make a note of of those nudges those feelings what you feel like god 's saying to you in your prayer times or whatever you know if you 're praying and a particular song comes on the radio that 's helpful, make a note of it like journaling doesn 't have to necessarily be writing it down just record an audio note when you 're your notes function on your phone. Mm. I think just taking a measure of it is helpful because, in those moments where we feel maybe a little bit drier or a little bit le- less intimate, if we've got a record of what God's done and doing and uh, has been present with us, you can look back and go, hang on a minute, <laughs> I need to correct myself here. Yeah, I have had intimate moments with God and this is what they've looked like. um So maybe that's a, a way to sort of spur yourself on in the tougher seasons or in the drier seasons, maybe.
0: I think that's really wise counsel, actually, because I think we do forget. Um, I know uh, the second thing I was going to share, I said there was two things there. Um, The second one was earlier on in the year. um, So we're going back to January now, I think, um, when my son went into hospital, um, Alderhey Hospital. I remember actually, uh, John, you rang me in the hospital room after he'd come out of surgery and the surgery hadn't gone as we had hoped it would do. And I was sat in that ho- that hospital room on my own, feeling really helpless and hopeless. And I, I remember you coming on the phone and we talked about yeah. it. Uh, but it begged a question in me of what was prayer all about in that moment? That I literally, I'd gone to the people I trusted most and I'd shared what was happening and I'd asked lots of people to pray and I'd been very clear to God uh my communication was very very clear what I wanted as the outcome from this operation yeah Yeah. and it didn't go the way I I'd asked it to go and and I remember um being on the seafront down at Penn so much happens for me down there it is a bit of a go-to spiritual place for me to put that into context but I was there and I remember just literally saying to God in that moment, looking out over the sea saying to God, what was it all about? There was nobody else I really could have gone to, to ask to pray for my boy. And it still didn't work. And although I never heard an audible voice, I'm clear about that. I didn't hear an audible voice. I did have a deep inner sense that God was saying, it It didn't matter how many people you asked to pray or how few people you asked to pray, I still would have done the very best for Kieran. I always do the very best for Kieran. I always do the very best for you. So this wasn't about whether you prayed the right prayers or you got enough people praying because I can't do anything other than do the very, very best for for my kids, you, all of you, everyone that's listening here today. I can't do any more than do the very best for you. So that then begged the question, what is prayer all about? And I came away from that thinking, prayer is about us. It's about us being together. It's about, I want to hear from you. I want to, I know what's on your heart, but I want to hear you explain to me, share with me what's on your heart. I want to hear you, and I want you to hear me. And I think, That's where I came away from that situation, probably the most emotional situation in my life because it involved my little boy. And I realized that whilst I will continue to ask everyone to pray for stuff when I need to ask them to do that, I will do it from a point of I just really deeply trust that God will always do the very, very best for me, even if I don't understand it. And that prayer process is all about my relationship with him, because if I don't talk to him, I don't have a relationship with him. Does that make sense?
1: yeah, it does, yeah, no, it really does, yeah <clears throat> i think yeah well it's a it's a really quite powerful personal example, John as well um yeah, no, it really does make sense, and I think that's it god God knows what we're thinking about, what we're worried about, what we're carrying, what we're hoping for, what we're dreaming for, but I think he wants to hear us tell him more than just knowing those things anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Can I pick up on one thing you said about, you said about the, the, the Penn seafront or or the, uh, you said it's a, it's a significant spiritual place or a lot of stuff happens there. And that I want to ask you a question about positions for prayer. And I don't just mean kneeling down though. That might help. Like, as in, are there any, do you think where we and how we position ourselves is has an impact and uh, makes a difference to our prayers, and how important are those two things? I
0: I think I think physical and spiritual position are deeply entwined, and I think uh, I think posture affects our attitude, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's why in the Bible you hear people prostrate; yeah. I mean, they just literally lie face down to worship God um there are times i don't do this all the time but there are times when i will just kneel by the side of my bed um uh, and 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 we talked when that that whole um traditional thing is let's bow our heads in prayer isn't it and and i think posture's huge but i don't think it's everything i think um uh another quote that we we looked at before we came online from c.s lewis was it, it you know um, it's better to be standing up and focused praying than kneeling down and falling asleep. Um, <laughs> yes. So, you know, just just getting into a physical posture because you think that that's the thing you should do is not necessarily the best thing, is it? True. But I also think, for me, why I say Penn Seafront is a is a spiritually significant place for me is because I see the 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 sea comes in, the sea goes out. There's a constant rhythm to it, and I have long looked at that sea and thought that's the way the, the way God's love comes to me. It just comes in and it goes out. It comes in and there's a rhythm to it. It never, ever is not there. It may feel sometimes that the tide is really out and I'm struggling to connect with it, but it's not. It's not that it isn't there. So I think whatever posture we take, however we physically sort ourselves out to pray, I think. The point is, is about our spiritual posture. So do whatever it takes, isn't it, just to get yourself into a place where you know, you know that you are, um, um, you're in the right place with, uh, with God. You're viewing Him in the right way. You know He's your Dad. You know, you know. Um, yeah. Ironically, I sat on a rock a long time ago. Now I sat on a rock. Um, and while I was praying, I just felt like the the rock felt like God's lap. So I felt like a little boy sat on God's lap and, and God used that moment. So, so this is, this is it, you know, that's a a great
1: example of conversational intimacy, isn't it? Is that as you're mm. praying, it wasn't anything, you know, there wasn't any sort of like supernatural, like light, no angels, no, no vision, whatever, but actually that comfort and that inner peace that you felt sitting on that rock sure why why would that not well the rock obviously symbolizes Christ on Christ the solid rock we will stand yeah. but but yeah, yeah. but there's something in something true in that isn't it is that intimate feeling yeah. because you had given yourself to intimacy in prayer
0: absolutely and and uh, so for me it's I think uh for me I think we need to de religious, religify yeah. it all um demystify and, it for um, sure I, yeah yeah
1: Easier word to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm probably actually a word. Um, But yeah, and, and just... Just look at prayer as a conversation with somebody who knows a heck of a lot more than we do and can help us. And if I said to any one of you guys listening today, what you need is you need a good mentor, somebody who's further down the road than you in your job, in marriage, in whatever your circumstance is, you'd go, that's a no-brainer. I'd love to hear from people who've got more experience than me, so I don't have to make the same mistakes as they maybe have made, and I can learn quicker why can't prayer be viewed in the same way that we're talking to somebody who's got all of the answers?
1: But this is, yeah, no, great. So two things I'm going to pick up on, and I'm aware of the time very quickly position. Um, <clears throat> to, we talked briefly then about setting ourselves up for success in many ways, didn't we? And you look at the example, mm. bless him, where the disciples, where Jesus takes the disciples into the garden, or he goes on into the garden and leaves them and comes back and finds them asleep. And it gives them a bit of a, a telling off. Not, but i think also because of the internal trauma and turmoil he was going through so you know could you not even keep watch with me one hour that's a challenging statement could we could we could we actually commit an hour to pray ourselves but also they were falling asleep well it was the evening it was dark they were tired so you give them give them a bit of slack and so like when just position ourselves well for prayer like set ourselves up for success so you know, find a position that, that works. Don't feel like you've got to stick with the same thing. Equally, if you want to pray about something specific and you're tired and distracted, the prayer's probably not going to be as intense or as focused as if you're doing it at another time. Remove the distractions, that sort of thing. Um And I now can't remember for the life of me what the second thing I was going to say was about. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, while you're thinking about that, <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, the, I, I think... Uh, For me, um, I've gone long enough now in this life following Jesus to know that I can't learn enough principles, I can't work enough stuff out to do life well. It's like there is still this left field thing that hits me and I haven't got a clue why it's hit me, what to do in that moment. So for me, prayer is, it is that, that reality that says actually um, I know God you are committed to getting me out of the other side of this and and bringing me home well and therefore I can trust you that when I'm confused you will help me out and I, I, I just think prayer is that. Prayer is that thing where it just says you know what I don't have to do life on my own. I don't you know I've got the Bible in one hand and I'm praying and I can I can have a little bit of clarity, and um, I, I don't know anyone who who would turn down the offer of more clarity in life. Yeah, you know. So yeah, have you thought? I have.
1: I have. The other thing was is it again related to the disciples, and you you talked about it as well. It's about that teaching, like teach us to pray. Like the disciples yeah. asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, which is where we've got what we've dubbed the Lord's Prayer from. It's the prayer that Jesus prayed. Uh, which provides a great format for prayer doesn't mean all of our prayers have to follow that format but actually if we want to get better at prayer i think god's okay with us just praying that as in god mm. help me to pray better <laughs> like because there are other verses in the yeah, bible yeah. which i find really a mixture of encouraging and challenging like one thessalonians five seventeen, pray continually or pray without ceasing depending on the version you're looking at so like, hang on a minute am i really praying continually probably not but what does that really look like in the practical maybe it's just about inviting god into the everyday every moment set a reminder on i heard someone recently suggest like setting an alarm on your phone every hour so that it reminds you just to pray whether it's just the first minute of the hour or the last minute of an hour of an hour an hour a minute an hour it's not a huge amount but actually again doing that more regularly is going to build up that conversational intimacy with god isn't it?
0: it absolutely is and i was just thinking as you're talking there you know just like with the lord's prayer and stuff like that um and, and just looking at ephesians 1 and and some of the things that you can pray over your own life in ephesians 1 um you know, things like uh, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accord with the riches of God's grace. Just thank you, God, for, for what you have done in coming for me. And you just pray scripture over, over your life and over the lives of those around you. And, uh, and then when you don't know what to pray for somebody, but you know you need to pray for them, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And just think, pray scripture. Uh, Graham Kendrick, the great uh, Christian worship songwriter, uh, writes, writes songs all based on scripture because he knows that that's where power is. And so... So in all of this, yeah, that's, you know, pray the Lord's Prayer, pray other scriptures as well because you're praying for the right stuff then and it's uh, it's really, really powerful. It's life-changing and you do that long enough, you do that daily enough, right. then you will notice a difference in your own life, in the lives of those around you, those that you hold dear in a very, very short space of time, I'm sure. John, um, just before we finish... Is there a book that you would like to recommend to guys if they want to go a bit deeper and discover more about prayer?
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> probably any book written by Pete Gregg is is a great start. Um, I would say my favourite book, um, obviously the Bible is always number one, hopefully that's a given, Um but one of my fate.
0: I like the way that you feel like yeah. you have to say yeah. that. Though. One of my well, we've
1: mentioned uh, some you know Bible verses specifically and yes. generally and you, th- that tip you've just given us is really good. But I would say anything by Pete Gregg. But for me personally, one of the most challenging but formative books I've I've read um, a, a, m- a number of times was uh, Red Moon Rising. Uh, Red Moon Rising, and it's the story of really how the 24-7 prayer movement started Uh, but it's just it's a mixture of the sort of the narrative of that starting um, prayers being answered sort of miraculous things happening Um, so it's really challenging because you're like hang on a minute I haven't seen necessarily some of this stuff happen but at the same time I haven't prayed as like fervently or uh, as this but but then it's also inspiring because it's like hang on a minute I can see like massive prayers or massive answers to prayer. Um, that's a great book. Uh, he's also written one called um, How to Pray. <laughs> um, that's that's a good book. I would recommend. There's also Bible studies and the Bible app um, studies based on that, which I would recommend as a great resource. Um, anything by Preet Gregg. But for me personally, Red Rising is, is, is up there.
0: He also wrote a book called Dirty Prayers. D- Dirty he? Glory, yeah.
1: Dirty which Glory, yeah. It is about prayer, which, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I think um, I've not read it, so it's a bit of a, I shouldn't really be saying anything about it, but my understanding is that's about prayer in the mess of life, yeah, isn't it, is, it? Yeah, And, and all stuff he, like that. He's so, also
1: written a very good one, which I have read, um, called God on Mute, and it's about what to do about unanswered prayer or how to do with the, the when it feels like God is silent. Great, great book. Um, if you're currently experiencing maybe unanswered prayer or you're facing a challenge in which you feel like God is silent on, that's a book that's, that's possibly going to help you um, navigate that journey. Um, Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. So anything by Pete Greig, that's the, that's the way to go. Um, And I, uh, I'd like just to recommend as well, a book that, that really did transform my thinking. Um, Mentioned him earlier, Dallas, Dallas Willard. um, And it's called, um, how to uh hearing god um how to have conversational intimacy with god so it's a really really good book and it just gives you a a real sense of hope that um that prayer isn't just uh, a one or isn't at all a one-way street god does hear and he responds and we get the opportunity to hear from god and respond to that ourselves um John, we could go on forever with this, really, isn't it? Because I think we've only just scratched the surface. Oh, it's a massive subject. Um, it really is, isn't it? Um, and I think, um, you know, uh, Tozer, A.W. Tozer once said that um, when you're when you're praying and you run out of words, that's when you start to really pray. And I think I'm mindful of uh, just saying at the end of this that there are times, aren't there, when we, we need to connect with God, but we don't have the words. Yep. You know, I, I, to be fair, there's times when I need to connect with my own wife and I don't have the words. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's going to happen when, when I'm talking to God. Um, but what I love is that the Bible says he really does hear the groans of our spirit. Yeah. So, like, literally, when we groan, He can inter- the Holy Spirit can interpret those groans. And God knows exactly what's on our hearts anyway. Yeah. So... Guys, if um, if prayer is a challenge to you, stick at it. Don't worry about, there's no way of getting it right or wrong. This is about connecting with God. And if you don't have the words to explain or to to share how you're feeling on the inside, just groan at God. And, and he, he knows. Yeah, he he absolutely knows. He's your dad. He loves you. You're his kid. And he wants the very, very best for you. And no matter what you ask, or how little you ask, he will always want the very best for all of us. Yeah, John, it's been a really good conversation. Anything else you want to add?
1: No, I don't think so. There's, um, as we said, there's a massive subject. We've only just scratched the surface. So if there's other things you're thinking, oh, why didn't why didn't the Johns mention this? Then you can tweet us or email John Stockley, yeah. and he'll, um, <laughs> he'll, he'll he'll take the <laughs> feedback on the chin on behalf of both of us.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'll reply with a few groans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, bless you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this uh, every month. We really, really do like to hear from you. So please, if you're on Twitter, do drop us a tweet. Tell us how you what what you think of them. Tell us if there's anything you th- you'd love us to chat about, and we'll we'll work that into the schedule co- going forward. Um, but uh, please do stay connected with us. John, it's been an absolute blast with you again. Thank you for your thoughts, and um, thanks for uh, opening up uh, this amazing subject of prayer.
1: Yeah, pleasure to be here. Pleasure to chat this through. I'm um, well, looking forward to the next one.
0: Now you go off and enjoy the sunshine in West. I will do,
1: and you enjoy the uh, looking out at the ocean that is just across from you, <laughs> Led <Gorgleith>, country. <Cymru. laughs>
0: the one that laps at the bottom of my garden guys we've enjoyed your company have a great month and we'll see you next month god bless you all well guys that's it for this month thank you for listening to the code life cymru podcast we really do appreciate all the support that you give us and it's fair to say that we couldn't do any of this without you So please do remember to head across to our YouTube channel and subscribe to it if you haven't done so already. And please, please do consider visiting cvm.org.uk forward slash donate to support us financially. Every penny raised in Wales is used here in Wales to spread the gospel. Thank you very much. Diolch yn fawr